Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Um, insomnia. Sleep disorder. That's my topic, you know, for the day. You know, if you have trouble sleeping four nights a week, you have a problem. If you have a problem in sleep, if you've been having difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep at night for over a month or two, it's time to do something about it. It's time to take some action and try to build up a sleep pattern that will work for you. How one person falls asleep and stays asleep is different than somebody else. Everybody has their own pattern. Everybody has their own way of uh, falling asleep. And everybody has a way of dealing with sleeplessness. But uh, sleep is important, uh, you know, for all of us. If you're an American and uh, you obviously are 55 years of age and older, or perhaps anywhere you live in the world, but this is particularly a study about American individuals, but 55 years of age and older, they need restorative sleep. But 13% of men and 26% of females were reported to have sleeping problems or insomnia in that age range. 55 years of age and older. So it's a real problem. And uh, America is plagued with uh, insomnia. But um, there's a lot of reasons for sleep uh, problems, according to research. And the same researchers that found these studies or found this uh, particular uh, uh, distribution of sleep problems of 13% men, 26% women, said this, underlying bi biological factors cause sleeplessness. Some kind of illness, some kind of a sickness, some kind of a biological disturbance or distress going on. Psychological problems accounted for them, for others. Drugs and alcohol use was the reason for others. Environmental factors taking place at the time of sleep, such as being near an airport or a busy street, uh, having negative learning experiences by regarding sleep. It is staying up odd hours of the night, sleep during the day, sleep at night, take two or three naps, all these kind of behavior patterns that are negative because they do not help sleep at all. And obviously how you fall asleep at night, what you do just prior to sleep, an hour before sleep, makes a big difference. So what about sleep? Why, do, why is sleep so important? Why do people get distressed when they can't sleep? What's the reason for that? Well, if you can't sleep and you have a continual pattern of non-sleeping, your body actually becomes agitated. Your body actually becomes restless. And um, you fight that because you know you want to go to sleep. You should go to sleep, but you can't go to sleep. So there's a kind of a dual tension going on within the body, within the mind, and obviously, the body cannot fulfill its functions. The brain cannot fulfill its function, its primary function, if it's not sleeping. It works at night. The brain is very active, and it, it does its primary work at night. Here's what it does. You've had certain experiences today. You might have solved problems. You might have thought about a problem. You may have had anxiety of some kind. You may have had some kind of decision to make. You have maybe had a problem you've been working on, and you've kind of... You're mulling it over. You've had people talk to you. You've had people interact with you in various kind of ways. 
all the stuff that you did today, the brain takes and integrates it with all the things you did yesterday and the day before and the day before that and so on. In other words, the brain at night takes new information and integrates it with old information. It takes new experiences and integrates it with old experiences, prior, previous experiences of the individual. So it's very important that the brain work at night. And it only works when it's sleeping. Because this doesn't take place when it's not sleeping. So there's an integration that takes place within the brain of all the information, all the data, all the problems and all the decisions and all the worries and all the discussions you've had and puts it together to make sense so that the next day you wake up in the morning and your life is ready for new experiences. Your brain is ready for new experiences and you can build on the previous experiences in a, in a very positive and uh, sequential manner. So that's kind of what, what the brain really does at night and why sleep is already so important and why it's so distressing if you don't sleep. Well, what about sleep? How are you going to handle it? What are you going to do if you don't sleep? What would be the way to deal with issues if you can't sleep? And how do you go about falling asleep, getting a pattern of sleep established? Well, here are some excellent techniques. Here are some hints that will help you, and it's helped a lot of people. I've gone through these procedures with a lot of people who have sleeping problems to very good benefit. So what are they? Here's number one. Exercise in the morning and afternoons, but don't exercise at night. Keep your evening activities kind of soft and slow and easy. Okay? Uh, number two. If you nap, you nap during the day. But you only nap one hour. You don't take two naps. You don't take three. You don't nap for two hours. Okay? You don't nap after four o'clock in the afternoon. So a nap is okay, but it needs to be done midday for one hour, okay? Here's number three. Don't consume caffeine in any form after 6 o'clock at night. That's cocoa, um, coffee, you know, all kinds of uh, um, different subjects. I mean, there are different materials and drinking... Uh, uh, fluids in the evening time that are stimulants. You just don't want that. So stay away from alcohol. Stay away from coffee. Stay away from chocolate. Stay away from sodas. Okay? Mucha. Stay away from all that kind of stuff. So that your body will be rested and be ready for sleep and not be stimulated. That comes with the stimulation that comes from coffee substances of various kinds and chocolate substances of various kinds. Don't eat a large meal at least one or two hours before midnight in bedtime. Keep your large meals earlier in the day, as early in the day as possible, okay? Now here's another one. Watch your pre-sleeping routine. You know, listen to soft music, not loud and large and, and rapid and intense music. Write in your journal. Kind of... Think through the day and just put it aside and like park all your day activities in a journal. Take a shower, take a bath. You know, do sleep routine that is soft and easy and slow 
and comfortable. Okay? Here's another one. If you are a person who wakes up in the middle of the night, make sure that you have a book that you read at that time when you wake up. Get out of bed and go into another room and read for about 20 minutes. Or make sure you have a project that you have ready for you. In other words, prepare yourself to wake up in the middle of the night, have something to do, and it won't be disturbing and frustrating to you. Okay? So somehow, make sure that your midnight awakenings are constructive, but do something that will just help you relax and can fall back to sleep so you can go back to bed and fall asleep. Okay? Here's another one. Room temperature. Air quality should be good. Make sure your windows are open. Make sure your air quality is good at night. That your room temperature is cool. Okay? Some people like it 65. Some people like it 68. Some people like it 70. But the cooler the better. But have a cool room and make sure your air quality is good. Alright? Here's another one. What about herbal teas? Well, tea is better than coffee, but non-caffeinated and herbal are the better. Some people just use that as a way to relax. Maybe it's not the herbal tea that helps so much, but just the idea that you use it as a relaxation strategy. That's really what's most helpful. Okay? If you're solving a problem, if you're talking to somebody who has a problem, you're talking over a problem, do it early in the evening. Don't do it just before bedtime. Don't have an argument. But don't have a decision-making discussion either just before bedtime. Do that early in the evening. If you have to sleep on a problem and kind of solve it in the morning, make sure you discuss that earlier in the evening so that you don't do it just prior to bedtime. Use imagery. Here's another one. Use imagery. Think of a candle burning. Think of a balloon coming, coming out of air and just relaxing and that balloon from large to small. You know, think of a rubber band being let go gradually and slowly from tension to relaxation. See your muscles actually relax. Kind of imagine your muscles actually relaxing and being soft and easy. Okay? Think of a waterfall. Kind of a pleasant place where you go or where you have been in the past that you have good experiences and good memories of and it's a place of relaxation. Think of relaxation words. Say relaxation words to yourself. See them written on a board. See them written in front of you. Say them and see them written. Use both sides of the brain. If you can say relaxation words, spell relaxation words, that's using the left side of your brain. If you can see that being done on a board, you're using the right side of the brain and both sides of the brain are being used and that helps you fall asleep. So it's good to have spelling. Spell relaxation words of various kinds. Serene, let go, peaceful, quiet. Okay? Relaxation. Spell those words. But see them written on a board at the same time as you spell them. Okay? And just make sure that you are engaged in life activities that are slow, easy, and soft, and quiet in the evening hours prior to bed, prior to sleep. You'll do much better. Keep all the agitation, worry, distress, problems, major decisions. Keep that for the early part of the evening, for the daytime. But at night, 
keep those out of your life and just keep focusing on things that are quiet and easy. That's why good music is good for you. The music that you find relaxing, use it. Talk to people that you find relaxing. Talk on subjects that you find relaxing. Read books that you find that are relaxing. Write stories that are relaxing. Write your daily journal to help you relax and just kind of unfold your day. That's a great way to get yourself prepared for falling asleep. Okay? So all of these procedures work. They'll work for you. They'll work for other people. But they all will not work for you. You'll have to find the ones that will work for you. Try them and stay with them. But if you wake up in the middle of the night, get up out of bed and go do something. After 20 minutes, go back to bed. If you're not sleeping, do it again. Repeat it until you actually are falling asleep. You'll be able to sleep. You'll be able to change that pattern. But finally, let me just say this regarding medication. If you're using sleep medication, the idea is use it only a couple weeks or a couple months just to kind of break the pattern of insomnia and then phase out of it so that within a matter of one, two, or three months, you've used your sleep medication and you've stopped using your sleep medication. You don't use it every night. Use it maybe two or three or four nights a week. And then reduce it, and then reduce it further, and then reduce it further. So you gradually withdraw from the use of medication. Sleep medication is not good to take over an extended long period of time. So use these guidelines. Hopefully they can be helpful to you, and they should be, so that you can sleep and gain a sense of equilibrium and a sense of calm and a, you know, a sense of peace, but a sense of rest. That's what sleep is all about. So, glad to have you with me, and thanks for joining